0: Hey friends, we are your hosts, Lee Ann and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One with Friends podcast. It is the middle of May, and we have a guest with us. It is our good friend, Nicole, lover of all things um, horses and... Food. Food. <laughs> there it is. Hello. I was going to say... I was gonna say horses and hallmark, but you beat me with food. I couldn't think of the word hallmark.
1: (laughs) Hallmark (laughs) and food both go hand in hand.
0: (laughs) Uh, Give us, give us a little bit of an update on where where you've been, what you've been doing since you last came on the podcast.
1: Yeah, um, I've been good. You know, weather's been getting a little nicer here in Michigan, thankfully. Um, I actually have a horse show this weekend. So, tomorrow, I will be running around like a crazy person with my horse, also probably being crazy, <laughs> and paying people a lot of money to judge me. So, I can't wait.
0: <laughs> okay. So, what do you do for, like, how do you prep for a horse show? What what things does do you submit your horse for?
1: Um... So I do jumping and then we call them like flat classes. So it's like different, we call it lock truck canner. So it's like different gates that the horse does. And you, you know, put them in classes and then pray your horse isn't an idiot. So <laughs> sometimes... Ban- he, banjo an idiot? Banjo, what? never. He likes to, he's notorious for like at the very end of a class, like doing something to like chuck me off. So if we get through a horse show without falling off, it's a good day. So,
0: and what made you want to submit your horse into these types of shows and contests? I'm a like, glutton have you for punishment. Done that? <laughs>
1: um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've done. I I mean, I don't do a ton because they're super expensive, but I've done them um, for probably ten years. But I just, I don't do many, and there's some years I don't even do any. Um, but I like it, okay. kind of. So I get nervous, but I'm working through that. So <laughs> it's, like, good. It's good experience for him and for myself to, you know, not be fearful. So we'll see. Fingers crossed.
0: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, I have no idea like anything about horse shows so I don't know if there's like certain ones that you do versus don't do or if once you enroll you're in all of them you do like what does that look like yeah
1: you just like pick whatever ones you want you can do like a um what do they even call them kind of like a series of them but I just pick and choose what ones I want to go to based okay. on dates and location and stuff
0: okay okay yeah. Well, and all of our listeners are dying to know right now, how do you train a horse to do different gates?
1: Um, they kind of know. I've never like trained a horse from when I was a baby. But mm. a lot of them kind of know and then you just kind of have to like refine them. Kind of depending on the day.
0: <laughs> are they are the gates based off speed?
1: Yes. Yeah, so it's like walk, trotting's like a little faster and then canter is like faster than that, but not as fast as like a racehorse gallop kind of
0: thing. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Crazy world. So intriguing. Yeah. Okay. Well, good luck on your show. Let us know how you you do. I will. Love it. Cool. Um, All right. Well, to get into this episode, Llewellyn, give us the recap.
2: Yes. So this week we watched The One with the Jam. Monica decides the best way to get over Richard is to keep herself busy. So she develops a jam plan, hoping... The distraction of cooking will divert her attention. After making jars and jars and jars of jam, Monica decides she still wants to have a baby, so she begins searching for a sperm donor and comes across someone's file that we know. Elsewhere, Phoebe is is mistakenly stalked by a man who thinks she's Ursula, and Chandler
0: receives dating advice. Okay. I have been dying for this episode to come up. Do you want to know why? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Because I remember looking at the show schedule as we were kind of creating it, and I saw that title, and the first thing that my mind went to was you know Parks and Rec, the guy that they call Jam. He's like a he's like the dentist orthodontist in town that's also on like city council. I'm an office. They call him not okay okay okay. Got it okay, well then. For all everyone else out there, I guess <laughs> the only got the only thing that I could think of was Jam, this guy, and he's like the worst on the show. He's always against like Leslie's like policies and always trying to like kick her out of like the council and all of that, and so always trying to like foil her plans, and uh, and so I just every time I read that I was like, oh yeah, Jam, okay, cool, this will be a fun episode, and then I kind of started to realize that they were two separate things, but. <laughs> Anyways, so that was just a fun little fact, because I was like, I've got to tell somebody that's the first thing I thought of. (laughs) Nice. But anyways, okay. So we open up in the soft open, and we hear noises. We're in the guy's apartment, and Chandler's out sitting on the couch, you know, hanging out in the living room, and we hear these noises of like bed squeaking in joey's room (laughs) and chandler kind of looks up and it sort of seems like he's got a girl in there while chandler's just like chilling in the living room but then all of a sudden we hear him yell and then fall on the floor (laughs) and chandler books it over to his room and says well now joey that's why i told you don't jump on the bed and so it was kind of a quick i mean it was kind of a quick opener just for a fun storyline but it does set up this storyline where joey um aka matt leblanc has a like sprained arm or shoulder um which happened you know outside of the Friends show and they needed to come up with a plan to kind of cover that or work it into the storyline and so um It would be from Joey jumping on the bed. It's such a perfect cover-up. Oh, 100%. It's like a great way for them to write it in without him just showing up with it and being like, oh yeah, I was jumping on the bed and fell off, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I think they did really good. Uh, So we go to the the main bulk of the episode. We start off in the girls' apartment and uh, Monica is making some jam. Uh, There's like so much fruit all over her apartment which what is interesting to me is that later on the episode she talks about how much it would take for her to break even but she said she bought her fruit at wholesale price. Right. So part of me thinks there's no way she'd have to charge $17 for a jar.
2: Right. Unless she's buying like the world's most expensive jars. (laughs) True.
0: (laughs) Yes. I mean because even like if you've like if you guys have ever gone to like the farmer's market downtown like they always have like a couple of them make their own jams and mind you maybe the jars aren't as large as the ones that she some of the ones that she picked but they're still like a decent size and they're not 17
1: right
0: you know they're like oh five dollars eight dollars you know for like a normal size jar of homemade jam but maybe with new york prices and bigger jars maybe it is more realistic but maybe not you know 25 years ago i don't know yeah it kind of just didn't seem like realistic for the comparison but anyways there is a like smorgasbord of fruit she woke up at 4 a.m to go down to the docks to go get this fruit probably fresh i guess off of a ship um maybe they just maybe they boated up from like Florida for, like, you know, fresh fruit or something. I don't know. Um, but she got it at the docks. And so we um, we see Joey. Oh, sorry, it's early. We see Joey walk in and we see his broken arm. Right? He broke his arm. Is that what it was? Um, I think he pulled something out of socket. I think it's his
2: shoulder because his arm, like, he still uses his hand and his arm all the time. So I think mm-hmm. it's his shoulder. And that's why he's, like, strapped into that
0: thing got it that makes sense yeah because oh yeah because chandler does say that um it would like f- it, fell, oh, yeah, out it fell out of socket like, yeah <laughs> wouldn't that be terrifying if like all of a sudden uh. you could just make a certain move <laughs> and, and just, just oh, oh no, out of socket. <laughs> no no thank you that would be terrifying for like one the medical community and then yes. two like that means at some point in our childhood we would be trained to in to how to put our own arms back in our sockets.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. Let's move or on. Like,
0: or like a sister friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's That's weird. Okay, so Monica has got a plan. Her and Richard have broken up, and she is done being depressed and sad about it. Her plan is to make the jam, um, and which we all know is just a distraction method, which you know, everybody to a certain degree does in some area of their life at some time where instead of focusing and, you know, recognizing the pain, they don't make any room for it. And, you know, shove something else into their life as a way to um, offset and minimize and push down the pain. So Monica is going to do that with homemade jam which joey loves um he he goes over to the stove and you know reaches into the pot and takes a little sip and monica tries to warn him like no no no, that's gonna be really hot and he spits it back into oh, so gross. her so, gross. Serving. so he's like well that let's just have that be my my portion of it Which is funny, because he's the only one throughout the entire episode that's eating the jam, right? He is, yeah. I don't see any of the other friends get their own jar containers. So, like, even when she shows up at the cafe with the jar for Joey, she doesn't bring one for Ross and one for Chandler, too. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, Which is kind of interesting, because I I would think you would, um, because... I mean, we'll talk about it in just a minute, but at one point you walk in the door and she's got like 50 jars on the table just full of jam. Like,
2: where did they all go? What did she do with all of that
0: jam? Exactly. Like, it's almost like she could easily store some of them in her apartment, but like, how quickly are two women going through? Okay, question for you guys. Do you guys eat jam? Like, do you buy peanut butter and jelly or jam for your toasts? Yes. Okay, talk about that. Like do you have flavor preferences? What do you is it like a consistent breakfast?
1: No, I don't really like breakfast a lot, but if I like, you know, want toast or whatever, I normally like it with jelly. I like um strawberries like my favorite. I don't really like it with seeds okay. or anything. And then I also like to do bagels with cream cheese and then jelly on top. So,
0: that, that sounds, sounds amazing. Jam. Oh, it's oh, so good. Oh, jelly on top of the cream cheese. Oh, yeah. So good. I had
2: it this week. It's kind of like a dessert. Exactly. If you think about it. Why not? Because I'm thinking of like... That's
0: true. You're I'm thinking Actually, of like, you're right. Sugar and fruit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I'm thinking yeah. of like cheesecake. Like a lot of... Some people put like jelly on top of cheesecake as true. like oh. a... Yeah. You know, additive.
0: But... True. Oh, yeah. Now
2: I want cheesecake. I remember...
0: Um, Literally the only places I've ever really consistently eaten jam, I I never have it in my fridge. Anytime I want like a peanut butter sandwich, I do like peanut butter and bananas or just peanut butter or peanut butter and pickles. Like I just don't do jam. But when I went over to both Paris and London, there was just something about being in those places where you're like, I want a warm buttery croissant with, like, a light layer of jam. Yes. I want that. I want, want, like, an English biscuit with curd and jam. Like, that's what I wanted. Like, you're just in, and then, like, you come back and you eat it on our bread and you're like, it's just not as good. Okay, but can (laughs) I... Which is crazy, because bread is bread, but it was on a different level.
2: Okay, but question. Since you've been over there and you've had their... They're, you know, yummy bread with jam. I want to travel so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Is their, is their jam, I would assume their jam is different than ours. It's probably not as loaded with sugar as ours is.
0: You are probably right because they use less of all the bad things yeah, true. <laughs> that, we, that we use. <laughs> Guys, even French butter, oh Oh my gosh, even French butter is it it's so light. Like it's a wonder all those people are skinny over there. Um and it's because like one they walk and use the metro, you know, as well. But two all of their stuff is like so much healthier and they eat fresher because they have Mm -hmm. such small fridges and they can't just stock up in store they don't do costco they walk to the market on their way home from work yeah and grab things for you know a couple of days maybe i seriously want that for my life
1: i think i would i would love that for a season i don't think i want it like forever but like even two years to just i probably would go somewhere where i could actually speak spanish i can't do french but I'm like to be able to just be there, walk to a market, and I don't even yes. like being outside. But it just seems like perfect. Sounds amazing. I could
0: cry. I could cry. It sounds so good. <laughs> I know.
1: Me too. And I haven't even been there. Uh, uh,
0: Nicole, do you do you want to go over there
1: to France or just yeah?
0: yeah. Well, yeah, London, Europe, yes, walk for travel, sure.
1: I would want to go with someone. Eat, obviously, drink. Yeah, eat. Heck yeah. I will literally I'll go with anyone. Hey, you know, okay, if
2: if, if Rona is done, by the time you turn thirty, we're going.
1: Okay. Good deal. <gasps> Which Ooh. hopefully it is. That's three years ago. So.
0: Yes. Can I come with friendship
1: trip. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, that'd be so much fun. I'll start saving now. Yeah. <laughs> that what would if be perfect. We, what, if
0: we, what if we did like a an episode from like Paris or yes, uh, London or
1: Can we do London oh so we can actually like speak the language? <laughs>
0: friend okay
1: yes because
2: because leanne needs a redeeming for london yes because you didn't have yes a
0: good time. oh i would worst love... trip ever and we
2: can meet our friends from two star
0: <laughs> oh my gosh we oh my gosh oh my gosh what if we did a live recording that would be with incredible. our friends from two star oh it has to happen um anyways okay we are so off topic um we but are. for those of you who are dreaming of travel this was just your inspired little getaway Um, We will talk off air on trip details, planning, and time, and dates, and uh, budget, so that we know what to budget for. Yes. Cool. Okay. Perfect. Anyways, back to friends, which is our main purpose for this podcast. (laughs) We go over into the streets, and Phoebe is walking probably, I guess, near the apartments. They kind of use that street often, so I feel like it's, um, they just it's like the same one where the girls move into that new apartment and like i feel like they use kind of one general area but anyways phoebe's walking down the street and she notices that this guy is just following her and for the scene it's super awkward how close he is oh
2: yeah he's terrible at stalking
0: like he's right behind her yeah and so essentially she finally like Turns around and is like, okay, here's a deal. Like, everywhere I go this whole week, like, you've been there. Everywhere, like, I shop everywhere, like, you've just been there. So, what's your deal? Like, what's your shtick? What is happening? And he realizes, well, he, you know, he starts talking and she quickly realizes that he thinks she's Ursula, mm-hmm. which makes him, you know, makes her understand a little bit, like, oh, of, of course, like, She would create this kind of person because she's not calling him or giving him any feedback or answering, you know, any of his, you know, attempts to reach out. And so she kind of quickly talks him down from stalking, you know, stalking her and trying, trying to free him of Ursula. Yeah. And in the process of doing that, she kind of takes his recovery into her own hands which is a part of this minor storyline through the rest of the episode um what's the name of the guy david arquette plays this role right yeah um i i guess now that i'm thinking of him i haven't really seen him in any other shows because i think he's mostly a director is that right
2: I think he is. I feel like there was something I'd seen him in. Like, he is in a few things, but yeah, he's more behind the scenes than in the pictures anymore.
1: He reminds me of Steve from Blue's Clues.
0: Oh yes. my yes. Right?
1: Am I yes. the only one? I don't know. The mannerisms, the like lack of self-confidence. <laughs> it just reminds me of him. I'm like, where's your sweater, buddy? <laughs> your green striped sweater.
0: That is 100% accurate. Okay, he is also oh, in the in... Scream movies. Yeah,
2: and that not that where he met Courtney Cox and that's when they got married?
0: Probably, yeah, a combination between the two because he directs, I think he directs some episodes of Friends. But looking through his filmography, there are not a lot of movies that he's been in that I would be interested in watching or that I've ever thought would be fun to watch.
2: Yeah, I mean, now that I'm looking at those, like, I would have seen some of them like, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like, Sea spot Run, I saw that. Never Been Kissed, okay. like, that's
0: a classic. But... Yeah, the, in, the, in his, like, bio, that's one of the biggest, like, things that they attribute you know, to his kind of legacy type of thing, but yeah. most of these things... Pushing Daisies I guess I've seen but it's not like it only lasted like a season
1: yeah are you are a cat? two yeah is there a cat?
0: yeah that's uh my roommate's cat Finn
2: <laughs> we're keeping it real for y'all what up animals Finn? and all he he,
0: he he gets a little uh mad that <laughs> he can't get into the rooms
1: <laughs> he wants to be on the podcast
0: yeah he does he needs to make his appearance yes he does um yeah, so sorry about that guys. Um yeah, so essentially he's he's I guess he's not very like super well. I mean, I'm sure there is a fan following of course, but I think he's more of a director. Yeah. Um now, but anyways, in his in his in in his like portrayal of this character, I because I don't know what to compare it to based on other films that he's been in that I've seen, I couldn't tell if I just like hate him as an actor or just hate the person that he portrayed in which making him a really good actor because this guy just seems so like pathetic and wimpy and like a spineless boneless shell of a man (laughs) yeah
2: i could see that i mean it was just a really awkward character so i could see that
0: yeah well and like someone who's stalking and can't really be portrayed as like a macho like you know Right. Mm-hmm. I've got it all together, suave type of character. Mm-hmm. So I get I get it. It just was like, oh, this is so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Phoebe somehow finds him endearing and invites him on a date. And so he starts following her to <laughs> the place. And she's like, you know, you don't have to stand behind me and walk behind me anymore. Right. And so uh, we with that, we go back over to the cafe Rachel and uh, Ross come back to the apartment. And this is one of the few times that I see anybody use keys.
2: Yeah, that was a um,
0: Like it stood out to me because I feel like anytime people come in, it's just they just walk in the door. Um, mm-hmm. And that this is where we see that there are 50 jars on the table plus whatever else is scattered around the apartment. And Ross takes this opportunity as um, a chance to have Rachel alone, and they are in an empty apartment. Uh, She is uh, about 10 minutes out from needing to be at work downstairs at the cafe, Um, but they want to take a few solid minutes to themselves. However, they get interrupted by Chandler coming in to explain about his argument with Janice. Okay. Now, I don't think I was typing. Can can I
2: just say Chandler looked very attractive? in that outfit. Very. Okay, well I like Ross. Very
0: so
2: whatever. This is between me and Leanne. me and Leanne. <laughs> the white button up, which didn't look overly what... big on him, which I think was nice.
0: No. It looked attract attractively baggy. If yes. That makes sense.
2: Yes. Like the perfect amount of bag bag baggage? Bagginess? I don't know. Baggage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's not use
2: baggage. Yeah. Um but that with mixed with the khakis, like Chandler, you are on point this whole episode.
0: Yes, he did look very attractive. And I'm realizing that that amount of bagginess is the same trend that's happening today with, like, Gen Z. Yeah. Where they've got the, like, 90s loose baggy. And that is, that is on, like, that's the style right now. Yeah. Which is so funny, because things change all the time, and pretty soon Gen Z is going to be saying it's something else. (laughs) Yeah.
1: True, but
0: <laughs> yeah, but anyways, um, yes, I completely agree with you, Llewellyn. Chandler looked fine, um, but he, okay, so but with this argument, I think I wasn't typing fast enough. Explain. He asked if he looked fat, right?
2: Yes, because he walks in and he says, "Hey guys, do you think I look fat?" And they're like, "What?" They were just very taken back by it. Yeah. But I don't, and I don't know, Nicole, if you caught this, but like, I I don't, did he ask Janice if,
1: or no, did Janice ask him if she looked fat? I think so. And he looked. That was right. He He looked. looked. He didn't automatically say no. Yeah. He took the time to look. Okay. Okay. Mistake.
0: I get it. Okay. So he comes in because he's trying to find what the response should be with his friends. Yeah. And how, like, non-caring he is. Right. Okay, got it. I get it now. I was like, I don't understand why he came in. But I think I missed something because I was typing something for the previous note. Got it. Um, Okay, so then Ross and Rachel, because they're together as a couple, they agree completely that he's like, you looked He's like, well, yeah, I looked at her. He's like, nope, mm that was the wrong answer and goes into y- you don't have any hesitation. It's just it's just a it's just a kickback response. Like it yeah. has to be automatic. Um, and he asks like a question and and he says, no, you know, like right away. And then he asks a random question and Rachel kicks in and says, no, nope, real quick. Like it's a reflex as opposed to a response. Right. And um which is just funny because ross is like see it works both ways <laughs> like um he's like so you guys just know this and we all love chandler he's you know portrayed in the you know show as not really the ladies man um and not very suave when it comes to women so it does make sense that he would be the one that's like so you guys just inherently know this right. and rachel's like well you know after 30 arguments <laughs> you kind of start to pick up on you know the things and uh and so he asks about like the sleeping in bed and like, I need my space when I sleep. And Rachel's like, oh, we just have no space between us. We're just cuddly sleepers and Chandler's face. <laughs> exactly how I felt when they said it was uh-huh. Chandler's face. I was like, uh. <laughs> like,
1: Please don't say it like that.
0: Oh, it's I know. She said it's so like, Ugh, gross, baby, yeah. baby-ish, annoyingly. But it was it was funny because as soon, you know, she's like, "Are you guys coming down?" And Ross is like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll be right behind you." She's like, "Okay," and all of a sudden he's like, "Okay, here's about the th- the, the sleeping thing." And Chandler's like, "I thought you said you said you were cuddly sleepers." Mimics <laughs> <like, laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Rachel so hard. Um so Ross gives him the the hug and roll secret. Okay, but like why does Ross got to hug her close everything.
2: You know ever notice that like anytime he's okay, explaining something it's but always But this goes play. back.
0: Yes, but this goes back to like we've talked about this before I think on an episode where we talked about he's a very like action heavy comedic. Yeah. Like his comedy is very action-based like he's very animated with the way that he does things and that's always what he does whereas Chandler's are throwaway one-liners that are hilarious like Joey is like the dumb you know situational type humor but Ross is very much a an action related humor like it's always his body and the way that he moves his hands and his like it's it's usually in his hands like if you see like on the episode in the future with the sandwich when he like puts two fingers over each of his eyes and yeah. he's like you ha- ate my sandwich <laughs> like he's he's a very like action-based comedic yeah um yeah so you are a hundred percent right like the way that he finds humor and does it is by acting things out um <laughs> So, yeah, and then, of course, he's, like, right next to Chandler's face when he's, like, looking up at him, you know, like a weird, like.
2: His eyes he, were perfect in <laughs> yes. I'm thinking of, like, I think of, like, like a Disney, like, princess, like, when she's looking up at, like, Prince Charming. Oh, for sure. Like, I felt like that's what his, like, eyes looked like in that moment.
1: It was so funny.
0: You're absolutely right. Yeah. So he teaches them essentially this secret sleeping tip where he just, you you hug her and roll and then you like back off.
1: I think it's brilliant. Like, I'm not married. It's sneaky, brilliant. (laughs) I don't want to cuddle like that. Like, I need my space.
2: Yeah. Are you guys cuddlers, Leanne? Or would you be a cuddler?
0: Here's, well, one, it's been so long. (laughs) (laughs) Truth. Same. And I've had. I've had so – I I feel like, especially when you get comfortable in a relationship or, like, a marriage where it's not like you're – it's not like the relationship feels fleeting. You know, like, if it's a committed relationship, you're married, and, like, this person's going to be with you forever. Like, you're always going to sleep in the same bed together. Like, the idea of cuddling yourselves to sleep – to me maybe now seems less like a romanticized idea because it's like you're just sleeping so like you might snuggle for a little bit but but at some point i'm gonna want to kind of like break away to be free agreed and
1: i will be the same way but
0: for sure. but i don't know if it'll be like i don't know i've even seen studies where like they put couples in like the same bed together and they start off cuddling on purpose And, like, through the night, they kind of separate and do their own thing. But then, like, near the morning, like, they kind of come back closer together too, which is really interesting. And these people are sleeping and just, like, that's how, like, natural body – like, I think naturally that's how people are anyways. That even if you start off cuddling to go to sleep, like, you're going to end up, like, doing your own thing. It's not like you're going to all of a sudden be – wrapped up and cuddled in the morning you know what I mean yeah but I don't know I don't think so what about you guys
2: I I don't know I think a lot like what you said like I it's been so long so I don't actually know at this point but Mm -hmm. um I feel like the same way like it would it would be nice to start cuddling but at some point it's Mm -hmm. like no you gotta go to your side and I'm gonna be on my side and that's just how mm-hmm, it's going to be. But mm-hmm. I feel like that'll happen through the night. So. Totally. Yeah. I don't think I need to do a hug and roll, but I'll keep that in the back of my mind in case I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, for sure. That, uh, yeah, definitely makes sense. Um, Okay. So where are we now? We are back at the cafe and Joey has his own jar of jam with him that he has brought to the cafe. And, I mean, really, nothing happens with like Rachel's, like Rachel's, chilling there with him. Yeah. I mean, she makes kind of a joke, but that's, I mean, it's sort of just kind of a whatever. But the um, Phoebe comes in because the guys are all there essentially, and Phoebe comes in, and in a weird way, she's like trying to talk up Malcolm, but like at the same time, the friends are like. I'm not really convinced that this is, like, a great match. Like, you have this guy who's, like, used to stalking your sister, and now all of a sudden, like, you're in his life. Like, are you sure? He's, like, good. I don't know. It's just kind of a weird situation. But um, Monica walks in and brings him more jam, And says that, you know, hey, go study on this one because this is going to be, you know, your last one. And Joey is really broken up about it. And uh, he's like, what? No more jam? Like, he's so sad as if he hasn't done anything but eat jam over the last however long this episode like tracks over. And uh, but she's quitting her plan, the jam plan. And she wants to have a baby doesn't mean doesn't need a man to do it wants just wants to do it and uh she's like I'm ready for a baby and if I wait another 28 years I'm gonna be 56 before I find somebody to have a baby with and by then like it's too late and I don't want to wait until then I'm ready to be a mom and I want to do it and so we find out that the new plan is to just skip skip a step and go for baby um and i don't think the the friends don't really put up a fight now
2: no they i mean they 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 show their concern for it but yeah they mm-hmm. you can tell they're almost like thinking about like wait what so they're almost yeah yeah we get to, more into that
0: later yeah you're right okay so then we hop over to the guy's apartment and it's chandler and uh Janice. What's her name? <laughs> Janice. Thanks. Yikes. Um, okay. He is so high up on his pillows. Oh, he <laughs>
1: yes. Is.
0: He is. He's like sleeping, sitting up. Yeah. And, and, and I know it's for the shot because it's really hard to like, I don't know if back in the day they were really doing like above the head shots of people in bed. Right. But like. So they needed to get the angles and the lighting and, like, be able to portray what's happening. But it's just – he's so high up. He's got, like, 14 pillows behind him. It's so (laughs) ridiculous. Um, But he tries it. He tries the hug and roll, accomplishes the first part of it, and then realizes he never – he never got the second part. How does he free his hand? Right. Which Ross never showed him. He didn't, I think he was just – I think he was just sort of like, once she's off your body, you know, you've sacrificed an arm for the rest of your body, and that's how you're going to sleep, like, until you go to bed. But Chandler wants total freedom. You know, he's hugged, he's rolled, he's, and now he's stuck. And he, so he tries to do like a, all right, it's the, it's the sheet under the table. Like, it's the, it's the, let's, you just flip it really quick and let's get her out of here. And so when, when he does, she rolls off the bed and they, you know, he did, he apparently, you know, he does it wrong. So we go back to the cafe and the, this, you know, Phoebe's guy is handing over all of his stocking gear. Such it's a crazy. really short scene, but it is so creepy. It's like, so creepy. I would.
1: Like warning like, signs, be Warning signs. <laughs> <Yes>. Reflex. <laughs> like what? Yes.
0: Every item he pulled out was a red flag, like oh, Phoebe. Yeah. Pay attention. Especially that- <laughs> They're all red that, flags. Like,
1: that
2: journal. That journal yeah. had tabs. It was thick. Like, you know, a journal, like, over yeah. time as you use it, like, it just wears down and, like, For it gets sure. fatter. Okay, that had yes. to be a sign.
1: Like, night vision goggles. Like, do you have a life besides being a creepy stalker?
0: Right. I know. Do you have a day job? Like, what do you like, what are you doing? Yeah.
1: Well, he used to sell pagers, No, like, I right. hear you. Pagers and beepers.
0: <laughs> oh, cell phones, pagers, and beepers. Yep, you are right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but he's such, I mean, it's so, it's so creepy. Um, now, what, he also does, like, this little line of, like, how much he, like, thought of her the day that they met and was, like, asking about kissing you. And she's, like, really? He's, like, no. And then he's, like, but I said that so that maybe we could guess. <laughs> he's, he's got no game. No game. Nah, no chem. No they've got no chemistry. Uh, it's it's the most like it's it's like my least favorite pair up with with Phoebe. Like I think anyone else would be better than stalker guy. Yeah. Um Okay, so then we go back to the girls apartment and Monica is looking at um sperm donors, that she's going to go. And this is where the friends really doubt how she wants to make this part of her life happen. Um, I think they're just worried for her. They're trying to communicate their concern. It's such a hard space to be as a friend. Like, you want to show support for what your friends' decisions are, but you also want to be the person that does give a voice of reason or plays the devil's advocate just in case they aren't thinking Outside of the box of their decision. And I think that's like, that's where all friendships are like, they're such a hard place to navigate. And people can be so stuck in their own decisions. And when people combat or, you know, um, make comments at something that they've decided, I think people get so offended. And like they attribute their decisions with who they are, and so there's like this insecurity of like if you don't trust, if you don't like my decision, and you combat that, then you don't like it's a as if, as if it's like a personal like attack that their identity is based on their decision. And so with friends, it's so hard to like. I I, I just I just want you to think of the alternative options before like making such a brash like life decision and change. I don't know, would you guys agree like especially in today's culture like that people's decisions become their like they've 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 looped in their identity with their decisions?
2: Yeah, I I would say so and I think like especially when it comes to big decisions like that um like a, a baby like that is a huge decision and like deciding to have a baby on your own and i think mm-hmm. it's a lot of times like friends like they see the full picture when sometimes we mm-hmm. can't like we're like so focused on one thing and so the, our friends are you know almost like the common sense in the situation For and sure. it's like okay but I see your point here but what about a b and c like all of these things and um yeah so i think that but i also think in the if we think back to the context of this was in 1996 ish um -hmm. having a baby like not having not being married and having a child by 30 was a big deal and like nowadays like it's so common like people have kids or women have kids in their 30s and some even in their 40s, but back then it like I don't want to say it was frowned upon, but it wasn't as common. And so I feel like yeah. for Monica, it's like you almost feel for her, and you're like, okay, I can see why you're doing this at 28, but you know, you did just come off a major breakup, like a breakup that you thought right. you guys were gonna be together forever, and yeah, maybe this isn't the best time, but yeah, I would I would say that a lot of times decisions like that we do kind of try to find we try to like root it with our identity and it just seems like yeah this is the next choice this is what i have to do but that's where friends come into play and help us you know be a sounding board for
0: what we're thinking Reasoning.
2: yeah
0: yeah and maybe maybe too that's what the um maybe that's what the the friends are also looking at the outside of like you are making this decision right after coming off of a really serious relationship and maybe she's not drawing that parallel herself yeah you know yeah
1: like i could not imagine having a baby by 28 but it's like yeah it's such a different time now than it Mm -hmm. was back then i'd be like oh my gosh please no i don't want a kid yet you know but, yeah, she's so different that she's, like, oh, this is, like, my last chance. Like, no, it's really not. Like, you're only 28, you know?
0: Right. Yeah, so true. Yeah. Um. She also – um, she's looking at these donors, and we find out as she's re- <laughs> reading the description <laughs> – that Joey is one of these donors.
1: Uh. Joey. Basically, what did I say? Uh, jam on a cracker guy? You want him as the father of your child? Because <laughs> I wouldn't.
0: Which is so funny because it kind of proves the whole of, like, almost the friend's argument of, like, you don't actually know who's behind these descriptions. Totally. yeah. Like, what is on paper is not always what's in mm-hmm reality and that's like such a scary like especially for Monica who wants to be in control Mm -hmm. like the the fact that she doesn't have all the factors is like interesting to me you know for sure Um, okay I wrote here the friends give bad advice did they give bad advice or did I write that down wrong
1: Rachel was telling Phoebe that she shouldn't date Malcolm which I think is good advice but I don't know Oh, well, because Phoebe, like, strolls in. She has that look on her face like, oh, you were just
2: kissed or Mm -hmm. something just happened. And, you know, she says, like, she wants to give him a chance and, like, try it out with Malcolm. And Monica, I think Monica looked at her and she was like, "Um, yeah, like, I would totally do that. And then Joey chimed in or Chandler chimed in and was like, well, what if you stalked him back to see, like, what he's like? And Monica's like, no, Mm. yes, yes, I would do that. That I, that (laughs) I would do and so maybe that's what you
0: wrote that oh yeah that's what it was yep yeah that she should stalk and i was like that's terrible advice but i get it you know for one the show and girls are like that so I, i get that um yeah so phoebe then decides well we cut to the cafe really quick janice walks in um and she had you know sprained or broken her wrist i think it's just sprained because otherwise i think it would be in a more Mm -hmm. serious cast as opposed to like athletic rap (laughs) um so she like you know twists or sprains her her wrist or her arm and uh she's like oh it's no big deal like you know chandler tried the whole you know hug and roll thing that ross's whole whole you know hug and roll thing and rachel's like what his ross's what And then Janice starts to explain it and then realizes quickly that Rachel was not aware of this before she kind of told her what it was. And uh, she does her famous, you know, oh, my God, um, in her, you know, in her not in her normal, but it's still, you know, classic. And so we jump back to the station and Phoebe is stalking him. And, you know, he finds out she's right behind the trash can because he quickly, you know, Reverts. It looks like he's probably making the decision to leave. Yeah. Like, I was just thinking about this. He might be leaving his stalking. Like, he's trying to quit the habit, has Phoebe, mm-hmm. and might, you know, he's going one way and then kind of like, like, no, and, and goes the other way. And that's when he finds Phoebe ducked behind a trash can who pretends. And she picked up somebody else's half of a sandwich.
2: Yeah. So, so gross. gross. So disgusting.
0: So so gross um and you know he can't believe that she doesn't trust him and you know I, I you know I'm with you now and just kind of an argument and then all of a sudden lo and behold Ursula walks by and she's like you're telling me that my you know twin sister just so happened to be coming to the same train like tell me you didn't know that she was on this train and then we find out that yep sure enough he can't kick the habit he's still stalking ursula even though he has phoebe and she says well obviously we can't be together anymore um but i will help you you know kick your habit of ursula um which is just a weird like this whole relationship is just weird it's just why why you know yeah yeah same yeah um but then she you know she jokes she's like just stalk me in the meantime which again is not helpful no you're you're just redirecting his already obsession habit like i would never it welcome a make...
1: guy to be like yeah you can stalk me
0: <laughs> no it just doesn't it just doesn't make any sense none of it makes sense right um so the final scene we hop back over to the girl's apartment and Monica is heading off to the sperm bank. Joey has walked in. Um, I guess maybe he just comes in to get food every once in a while, which I'm assuming that's why he's there, but he just shows up. And she's on her way to go to the bank, and he's like, sperm or money? (laughs) (laughs) Which one are you headed to And she says sperm bank, which is surprising that she would go alone, but I guess maybe she's not feeling supported by her friends. Yeah. But I would just think that a girl would want to have someone there with her. If she was doing it as a decision that she made, but right. Joey is is like there, you know, telling her of what he has kind of envisioned for her life. You know, her husband Hoyt. Um, <laughs> which, <laughs> okay, I what a name. Yeah, I this
2: is probably my favorite part of the whole episode, just because I love those like tender moments, mm-hmm. and I feel like Joey has given them a lot recently. And just how he turns this situation that's probably, like, I mean, Monica's probably terrified. She mm-hmm. won't show that, but she's probably, like, deep down, like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Like, I want to do this, but it's got to be scary. And the fact that he just comes in and, I mean, they sprinkle humor without it, because, like, Hoyt, out of all names to choose. Hoyt. <laughs> um but just he <laughs> gives her this story of like, this is what I picture for you and then she chimes in and is like, oh, like three kids, two boys and a girl, or two girls and a boy, whatever it was um, mm-hmm. and like, we're doing this and all, and they just go down this story and he's just like, so supportive in that moment and I feel yeah. like that couldn't have been like better, better timing for like, Monica or even like, Joey in that sense too because I feel like that's part of what his character is he's like that yeah he's the funny like ditzy guy but he also is like so loyal to his friends and is always there to like help out when he can
0: and so Mm -hmm. i don't know
2: it was just such a sweet moment of them i thought
0: yeah i agree i mean i think me and you have said it haven't we that we think that joey is the best of the friends oh
2: yeah yeah. Like, in the
0: sense of actual friendship.
2: Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. if I if I had to choose one of them to be like a solid friend of mine, I would probably choose Joey because of how he
0: yeah. is. With he's so everybody. loyal. Yeah.
1: It's like a, he's like a golden yeah. retriever.
0: Yeah, which is so interesting because like he does get it back in ways as well. But right. oftentimes throughout the rest of the series, the the main points where things like kind of come to a head and it's between Joey or someone else, like someone else's desires or someone else's wishes or, you know, whatever. He's always the one that secedes his like place and gives way. Like, I don't know if there's a storyline really where Joey wins what he wants, which is kind of sad yeah. um, because he's always the one that sacrifices. Um But I, I agree with you. I think um, I think he's the best of the friends. Um, not my favorite friend, but the best of the friends yeah. um, when it comes to actual friendship relationships. But, yeah, no, that's such a great point, Llewellyn. Um, and he's so sweet to her in the sense of, like, I'm giving you vision for your future, which, again, is the perfect friend moment, you know? I'm giving you vision for your future of what I think your future could hold. But this way is good, too. You know, like yeah. I'm supporting you in what you want to do. Um, Even if he feels like there's more out there for her. And that she won't not get there, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And as he's. I mean, as he's being real and honest and and has this tender moment, that's what changes her mind. You know, you see kind of the shift happen on the inside where she realizes this is not the way that I want my life to happen. And as much, as much easier as it would be to take control and make it happen, um, I think she's realizing that even to control it this way, this isn't how I want things to go down yeah which is interesting because we get i mean i'm just thinking of this too as you know we get later on down in the series and who knows if a sperm bank would have even worked
1: right yeah totally right
0: yeah um so it might have been irrelevant overall but obviously they hadn't come up with that part of the story Mm -hmm. yet but it's interesting i i just now thought of that um. Okay. Anything else on the bulk of this episode?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um. We finish off in the tag scene where Joey has realized. Joey's realized that they they have sold zero units of Joey Tribbiani.
1: <laughs> I wonder why. Jam
0: face like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's like nobody wants my product (laughs) just such a weird way to put Uh, it it's weird it's a weird concept that guys can give of themselves in that way Mm -hmm. and it not like cost them anything
1: totally (laughs) yeah yeah yet us women yeah it's like an overabundance for them and then we're we're here
0: yeah, like our eggs slowly die inside of us right. like as they're not being yeah. used. And they've got like an unlimited like source. Yeah. <laughs> I mean they don't, mind you, there are men out there that it isn't unlimited actually, but just, you know, as a never mind. Um but <laughs> but uh Nicole, you landed it on the head. Um he's like, I don't understand why. So he lifts this jar and just Gosh jam all over his face
1: like you're not the brightest crayon in the box oh, joey
0: oh you're my not. gosh you're, you're and loyal then rachel no. yeah loyal but stupid yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so rachel um you know kind you know tries to like hey you've you've got a little you've got a little jam on your face and so he like <laughs> and what's really funny is like how little of a space that he tried to like grab it from like the very corners of his mouth to try and like the one spot it was clean it off Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) so true um and he's like did I get it and she's like
1: Uh, yeah
0: yeah yeah like (laughs) yeah and then Ross comes in at the same moment and looks at Joey who's looking at him who's looking at Joey and then Rachel kind of looks at Ross too because it's kind of funny you're like almost realizing that Ross or that Rachel might is finding that she might be figured out, that like she, you know, didn't get it all off of his face. And then Ross just says, you know, hi and just moves on. And so, you know, he's stuck with all that jam on his face. <laughs> and then he goes over to Chandler and really just confronts him. Um, and the way that he does so is he's just, you know, there's an, one other lesson that I just need you to learn um, women talk. And then he like slaps him on the head with his magazine. <laughs> and it's – it's it, I think it's such a great ending because it doesn't actually address – it addresses it without actually addressing it. Yeah. You know, it just yeah. – he's like, women, uh, women talk. So now he's not only, you know, gotten his girlfriend's arm, you know, broken or, you know, disconjointed, but he's also now ruined the illusion for Ross and Rachel that – Rachel thinks they're a snuggling couple and Ross is like, nope, I've got a plan for that. <laughs> like he's ruined. He's just ruined all of it. So. Um, okay. Well, that wraps up this episode. Um, Nicole, as our featured guest, how would you rate the one with the jam?
1: I knew you were going to ask me first. And so I was trying to think
0: about it. <laughs>
1: um, oh, I, I guess I would rate it as, Oh my god, it was okay. Oh, that's um, low for you. It is low for me. I know. I don't know why. I didn't really like the storyline with Phoebe a lot, so I think that kind of brought it down. He think I just creeped me out. So I don't know if yeah, that is, you know, making me not like the episode as much. I like the storyline with Monica and how it evolved with um, Joey and everything like that. But besides that. Uh, yeah. There was definitely some other episodes that I liked a lot more, I
0: guess. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does. What about you, Llewellyn? Um, I am gonna say we
2: were on a break. And only Okay. Only because I really I really enjoyed the that ending with Joey and Monica. Um I I'm a mm-hmm. sucker for, you know, sweet moments like that so yeah like a lot like nicole said like it really doesn't go anywhere it doesn't really move the storyline forward a ton because yes monica is like kind of getting over richard in this one but it's kind of like a one episode thing um yeah and like i feel like really the only thing that's carrying over is janice and chandler but even that is like such a minor part of this episode and yeah so it was funny. It had its moments. I really enjoyed that part with Joey and Monica, but otherwise it's not the best episode.
0: I agree with you uh, 100%. Um, I would give it a Marcel. I have a feeling that's where Ooh. you're going. <laughs> um, I think the only redeeming moment of this episode is Joey and Monica at the very end. Like, and because it's at the end, it almost makes you want to vote better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, it it tempts me to vote better. But I think I'm so annoyed that Phoebe gives so much attention to this guy because he's such a mess. Um, And it's not a strong, like, character for her. It's not a strong representation. I just don't like it. Yeah. I think you're a hundred percent accurate too with the Monica get, getting over Richard, but the way that she decides to cope, like all of her process, of, all of her process of mourning, could not be included, and in the whole storyline still makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like this episode could be thrown away, and nobody—I don't think anybody would, would miss it. Um, and then, you know, the whole like Chandler, Janice, Ross, Rachel type, you know, component it's it's funny and you know like a it's clever in some ways like the hug and roll like that is such a clever like way to do it but i don't think it's worthy of a higher rating i don't know i think this whole episode could be thrown out um and it wouldn't affect any of the storyline moving forward so yeah um not the strongest representation of our beloved show (laughs) which of course in 10 years you're gonna obviously get a few of those and we have rated a few and we will continue to do so (laughs) um okay so post show wrap up um i have a social media spotlight um i was gonna include it in Yes, it's sort of social media. It's kind of not, but you'll see. Um, We got an email. So I know it's not social media, but same thing. Um, We got an email from our beloved Beth Hopwood, and she responded to us, I um, obviously, several, several episodes ago. We had talked about Jack and Chrissy. Do you remember um, Llewellyn when we talked about um, that episode where Monica – where Chandler says to Monica like quick what would Jack and Chrissy do and we were like who are Jack and Chrissy like I think Jack was the name of like Monica's dad but I don't think that was the name like we couldn't figure out who they were um Beth wrote in to just let us know she said hiya just listen to the new episode awesome as per usual thanks Beth um where you asked about when Chandler says to Monica quick what would Jack and Chrissy do Jack and Chrissy were two of three main characters in a late 70s show called The uh, Three's Company, which I did oh, know okay. the name of that show. Okay. Um, they said who, regu- who regularly got into farcical situations and most episodes revolved around a misunderstanding. The show um, is mentioned or referenced in Season 1, Episode 2, Season 2, Episode 5, and Season 6, Episode 2. Also, Audra Lindley, who played Phoebe's grandmother in season two, episode nine, was a regularly recurring character on Three's Company. Someone in the writer's room really loved that show. Beth, thanks so much for that. That um, I like when things get wrapped up like that because I would have never I didn't even want to do the research myself. So
2: no, thank you, Beth. Appreciate you.
0: Yeah, that was awesome. Um, And the feedback of that, too, because I I remember hearing the show mentioned in the previous episodes as well. Um, So we'll be looking forward to season six whenever we get there, episode two. So awesome. Well, cool. Thanks, Beth. I've been holding on to that email for, gosh, over a month and, uh, and, and wanted to make sure that we shouted you out. So thanks for that follow up. And now our friends also know who Jack and Chrissy were. So. Um, do you guys have any recommend to a friend?
2: I don't. I've been sitting here pondering what on earth I could recommend, and I honestly don't have one this week.
1: I don't either. I've also been trying to think, and I I can't think of anything.
0: I don't have anything either. So, um, actually, I do have something. My recommend to a friend this week is for all of my dog owning friends out there um uh recently having moved to a new city I am now in an area where and mind you I haven't done any research to find it but I had this um local place back home that was like locally owned and operated they had a grooming place in it but was it was like a supply and feed type store so it was really um like healthy, it's not like they sold like Purina one. And I've always um, definitely in the last probably eight years or so I've been really conscious of what my dog eats just because I want her to live like a long, healthy life. Like I want her to be with me as long as possible. And so I came into this new city not knowing like, does my food get sold out here in the same type of store? So I found a very similar place. But of course, they have a ton of different types of dog foods, none of the same brands. And so I asked this lady, you know, here's the deal. Like my dog, she has a pretty sedentary life. Like it's not like we go running five miles every week. Like she lays around all day with me and that's it. Um, so I want something that's low protein, um, but, but the, that's going to be healthy and, um, you know, just be good. She's never had any digestive issues, but I also realize that she's getting older too. And so I don't want to start creating them. And this lady was like, so great in her knowledge of different dog foods um so there's this brand called open farm the there are grain versions where they only use ancient grain and then there's non-grain recipes they've got everything from you know pork and lamb and salmon and you know all those things they talk about um how every piece of it is sourced you can actually track where every ingredient is from um how they certified it, like they certify it, they raise it without um, antibiotics. They don't use filler as a way to like bind the meal together. Um, They use, you know, natural products. And so it's just, I loved the idea of like farm to bowl, ethically sourced, um, that it's good for my dog. So it's called Open Farm. And then depending on your location, there's also... um, the opportunity for uh if i bring my bag back after it's empty they have a terracycle cycle box where they recycle you know bags um as like a way to reduce like plastic waste um, and mind you, I'm not the most proficient when it comes to like not using plastic. I try my best in some areas, and I fail horribly in others. But if I bring my ba- my bag back, then um, they give a dollar to some type of organization in addition to recycling it for me, um, and it's all in that one stop location. So I highly recommend Open Farm. Um, If you're looking for, you know, maybe a more healthy meal choice, but you don't want to feed them, you know, I'm not ready to feed my dog like raw food. (laughs) Like I just Mm -hmm. don't have the budget for that. I don't eat that good. So um, (laughs) but it's a it's a it's a it's a a great source for for dogs, Um, open farm, healthy for them um, and and not uber expensive as well because it's so healthy. You don't have to serve them as big of portions because it's more filling. So it goes a, a farther way um you know than other dog foods would because they don't have as many nutrients so open farm highly recommend to a friend cool cool awesome uh well anything else uh good luck on your horse show let us know how it goes thank
1: you i will i hope i will not fall off
0: (laughs) that's all i ask banjo don't kick nicole off oh for real All right, well, um, for our friends out there, we will uh, next week cover the one with the metaphorical tunnel. So it should be a good one.
2: What an interesting title. (laughs) I have no (laughs) idea what that episode's about. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, we will catch you guys next week on the One with Friends podcast.